Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish. And in this week's episode, we go through the second half of the business model canvas and really get into the nitty gritty of how to set up our business. I am a mess today. What do you mean? I forgot my XLR cable. It's an XLR cable. The thing that connects the mic to the recorder. Oh, shit. And I was going to try and run to the store to grab one real quick. But I thought, no, let's just get this done because I'm it's been a long week. Yeah, dude. No kidding. Like I yeah, it it definitely has been a long week. Shit has been. uh, What's happening in in your life, Atish? Um, Okay, so this happens every uh, end of quarter. Every end of quarter, basically, everyone is rushing to just cram as much stuff into this quarter's, like, uh, booked opportunities. Uh Uh-huh. Um, that way we can recognize some revenue and, and people because uh, I guess the sales reps make their commission like they get a regular check, but they make their commission on a quarterly basis. So they're just trying to like jam in everything right now and none of it ever makes any sense. And it's all like just a scramble. It's just a mad dash. So um, the next few weeks are going to be kind of rough, but uh, but it's good. I mean, and then everybody takes off to their lake houses at Lake Powell. Yeah, or or uh, wherever, like Havasu, probably for your people. Um, wouldn't know. Never. I I in general don't like like everybody wants to get a boat and go on the lake, and lakes gross me out. Lakes are really gross. They're a bunch. There's this is a giant pee puddle. Yeah, and there's like all this dirty moss and stuff on the bottom. It's fucking disgusting. I'm not. Well, into most it. of the time you can't touch the bottom, so I'm not really concerned about that. Mm, but I've been know. in a few lakes. It can be fun, eh, but usually no. Usually no. And uh, yeah, so so I, I generally don't like uh, going to lakes. How's everything in your world? Did you start working on that uh, other guy's project? I started working on the other guy's project. It is uh-huh. interesting. It is kind of fly by the seat of your pants, and I I feel totally under prepared, but. It's kind of working at the same time. What, what do you mean? Like, as in that's not your style? Like, you you like to be... Well, no. It's kind of like everything's very undefined. And so I was told I was coming in to fill in for someone else. And that person was there the first couple of days. So we were kind of just like working together. And then there's this third person that was brought in that is very... Uh, I don't know. I think he had the same conversation I had with the director. So he thinks oh. that we're like the same person, person. the same role. <laughs> and we're, I don't know. It's all kind of, it's just a bizarre experience so far. The script isn't really a real script. Yeah. The, there's no real organization. The schedule's not a real schedule. It's like uh, the schedule say June 13th at 3 p.m. And then and the new be like, oh, see you at noon. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, that's when we're getting there. But the thing says three. What? Yeah. And things like, uh, uh, we need to backlight these trees in the dead of night. And I'm like, I didn't even know we were shooting out on a dirt road with a bunch of trees. I need a generator and a giant light. And he's like, oh, we don't have those? 
I'm like, no, how, no. Did you, did I give you the impression that I did? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand, but, uh, <laughs> well, either way that day got rained out. So oh. he, he's apparently gonna, we're going to make something up. I don't know. Yeah. I saw Tucson got their first, uh, kind of big monsoon. Yeah. We had two days of rain. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We had one day of rain here and it's seriously Friday. We had uh, just really like uh, cloudy weather, just like a little bit nicer. It wasn't super hot. Uh-huh. Um, so that made me so much more productive. Like I felt better um, in general. And then Saturday, it actually, no, Saturday was yesterday. Saturday I don't know, was one, two days ago. No, Saturday was yesterday. Oh, okay. Today's not Monday, right? We released this on Monday. So oh, maybe, right. So, maybe yes. Sunday. I mean, uh, anyways, uh, it, yeah, so it rained yesterday and that was pretty nice, but now it's back to being super fucking hot. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, so you've been keeping busy. I'm, uh, also doing that, but simultaneously have, I think I've come to a kind of important realization, which, um, this isn't just a segue into, (laughs) into this week's topic, Uh but it actually like, it's, it's truthful. It's not just a device, but, um, it also happens to be the segue, uh, or it could be anyways. I've kind of realized that for what I want professionally, like what is important to me in a career and stuff, I don't think you can do that in a like in a in a corporate job okay you know what i mean like i know i'm being super vague um basically what i mean is like i'm pretty sure i have to create the jobs that i want that's what everybody has to do nowadays yeah that and that's the thing i would normally feel more insecure about that but i feel like that's a huge trend like i feel like everyone's created or like people are getting out of the normalized structure because even um mcdonald's workers are are not really that necessary anymore. Like they're, I forget, I read somewhere that they're launching the first kiosk order system. Um, well, they're already and, around. I had to go to a McDonald's one day on the way to somewhere. Uh huh. And I had to stop for food because I, I didn't have time to stop and make lunch or anything. So I, the only right. place along the way to wherever I was going was a McDonald's. Uh huh. And I ordered at a kiosk. I didn't have to talk to a weirdo at the counter. And how, how, how did everything work out? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I was disappointed, of course, because it was McDonald's. Well, yeah, that, that's going to happen. I kind of wanted to go because I saw their new Quarter Pounder with Cheese commercial. And uh-huh. it looked really good in the commercial. Like, it looked like a full patty. Oh, yeah. And I get there. It's the same thing. Like, it's always been. It's like, yeah. Get out of here, McDonald's. <laughs> that's, that's uh, to quote your, the book you gave me for my birthday, that is not a value innovation. They legit just keep pumping out the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I'm I'm really sad your McDonald's experience wasn't any better. But anyways, so uh, no, so I not. feel like no, you're not. Uh, I I kind of actually don't care. But but yeah, um, I kind of feel like a lot more people are creating their careers now than than just the standard platform where you get a degree and then you spend forty years at the sawmill or whatever I, I don't know um so i would feel more insecure about that but I've, I've come to that realization that i'm going to have to create the stuff that i want because 
I had one of those frustrating experiences where, um, where I was in a meeting, right? Or I, I was on a, a, like a phone conference meeting thing. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it was a, about this specific problem, like about, uh, about like, oh, what are we going to do for uh, this department? Like they're requesting all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, and r- I would say probably about two minutes in, I gave a solution. Like I, I was like, well, based on the amount of money and the most favored nations clause and like all this different stuff. I was like, <clears throat> based on that, we're going to have to do this and this. Then we proceed to be on the phone, uh, me and three other guys for about 45 minutes. And at the end, one of the guys says, Oh, we're going to need to do this and this. Like the solution is this and this. And it was literally like, I don't mean like said differently or like paraphrased. No, because it's like, this is a technical solution. Uh-huh. It was literally what I said, but because now it came from a senior manager, like now it's actionable. Now we can, now we're going to do something about it. Right. But, but when it comes out of my mouth, it's like, Oh, okay, let's keep talking about this for forever. And so it kind of made me realize that, you know, this, the company I work for, like I'm very privileged in the job that I have. I do appreciate it. But at the same time, they act like they're a tech startup. Like they have all the trappings of a tech startup. Like, um, you know, a pool table in the break room and, and you know what I mean? And, and, uh, we don't track your PTO and stuff like that. Like that's all tech startup stuff. Like, Oh, you can come into work wearing a hoodie like your Mark Zuckerberg in Palo Alto. Um, but they still have like a very autocratic hierarchy. Of course. Of course you have to have that. Otherwise things will just fall apart and get all sloppy. I- respectfully disagree i think that the best the best way and uh if i told you i got this idea from a book could you guess which book i'm referencing i do not like green eggs and ham close principles um (laughs) (laughs) also written by dr seuss um but no i think the best organizational strategy is a believability weighted uh idea meritocracy so, like, the value of your ideas and the value of what you contribute uh, weighs out to how, like, what your believability is. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. <laughs> you, you respectfully disagree? I don't know. I feel like there's definitely, like, like, ideas. I guess you could put a value to an idea, and ideas can come from anybody. But there's, like, this whole uh, seniority, this whole... Uh, you know, time in this guy's more experienced doing this thing type of thing. And it carries more weight as opposed to the new guy that's been there for two weeks, you know? Right. But that's, that's part of the, uh, weighted believability. So what I mean by that is like, <clears throat> let's say I've been at the job for one week and somebody has been at the job for two years. Who are you going to believe more? The person who's been there for two years. Now let's say I've been at this job for six months and somebody else who's also who's putting up a differing opinion or we're having a disagreement has also been there for six months my six months have been you know progressive incline in ability and i've steadily been getting better and better whereas this person's six months they've been fucking up a lot and blah 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 we've been at the same job for the same amount of time we hold the same title but you should probably believe me more than the other guy because i actually haven't been fucking up as much you know hmm. anyways um realistically that doesn't work that clearly in this job because it's like if you're fucking up for six months you're probably fired <laughs> right 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 anyways 
Um, now, why was I talking about that? No idea. <laughs> I never know. Um, automated robots making hamburgers. Automated robots, hamburgers. Uh, People are no like longer that. necessary. Consumers order hamburgers straight from Gmail and get them delivered. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to have to make my own job, right? You have to make your own job. Right. That's why I got into this whole thing um, that that I'm just uh, the the way I like to work doesn't f- necessarily like or rather it does fit in the normal corporate uh, structure, but it doesn't it's not optimal there. Mm-hmm. Like the way I work is is kind of independent of that process. Anyways, um, so therefore I'm going to have to start my own business. And the way you start doing that is with a business model. And that's what we're going to continue talking about today. Boom. Segue. Sure. That was a solid segue, Atish. Thank you. Thank you. If you sat down and planned that out, it couldn't have gone more smoothly (laughs) than what just happened. I'm going to pretend you're not being sarcastic. Uh, Okay. Me too. (laughs) Where do we uh, leave off with this business model canvas? Uh, I think we did... Four of them. Let me. I probably should have brought it up, but I forgot that you didn't email it to me. You texted it to me. Um, so the review, the first four, I guess we went through were customer segments, the building blocks that define the different groups of people or organizations uh, mm-hmm. you aim to reach and to serve. Then we came up with some value propositions. Which are, you know, whatever services or solutions are providing. Mm -hmm. What problems are you solving? What's all that fun stuff? And we talked about channels. uh, How the company communicates and reaches its customer segments to deliver those value propositions. Right. And then customer relationships. Right. Yeah. The different types of relationships the company establishes with a specific customer segment. So it looks like we've got five more segments. We do. Although now I I can't like use segments as a term because customer segments is a thing. So now we're referring to multiple different segments. Different box on the model canvas. If you haven't downloaded the model canvas template, please do so. Yeah. So uh, Atish doesn't have to uh, attempt to explain what this looks like visually. Yeah, I, I would not be good at it. It's it's not like it's overly complex, but um, I'm going to end up saying box on top of a box a lot, and that is not very descriptive. It kind of looks like a, like a, what was that, the Donkey Kong? Is that the one with the barrels, when they push the barrels down the thing? Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that a little bit. Maybe not. I don't see that, but sure. <laughs> anyway, so the next box we're going to talk about are revenue streams. Revenue streams. Um, based on my layman's understanding of what that... So <clears throat> that's the ways... I'm assuming that's the ways in which you recognize revenue. So the 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 uh, channels in which, like, uh, like for instance, uh, software as a service, or like Amazon Prime, for instance, that's like an annual billing or a monthly billing. So like you have that... Uh, that organized revenue stream from like subscriptions. Exactly. So that, exactly. That would be a revenue type or. So whatever. revenue streams are the 
they represent the cash a company generates from each customer segment. Mm-hmm. So you can do an, like a straight up sale or you can do your subscription service that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we just got to figure out, you know, what values are the customers willing to pay for? Mm-hmm. How are they going to pay for it? What do they currently pay for something like that? Okay, so this is kind of where you would have to analyze, I guess, your place in the market and then uh, what competitors are like because you need to make your your uh, your product. I'm not trying to say competitive again, but that's kind of what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you actually need to be able to sell it. And then you need to figure out the manner in which people are actually going to buy your stuff. So how you're going to make money, how you're going to make money. Yeah. So like, for instance, um, I think we talked about this last time a little bit, but yours could be like, uh, streaming or like actual physical, uh, DVD sales. Uh, or you, you were talking about setting up a platform. Well, it could be, you know, a straight up, movie sale on like iTunes or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It could be the sale of merchandise, you know, a t-shirt or a hat. But, um, I think I talked about creating content for the internets, right? Yeah. 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 But I could sell like web series and behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. If I build up a big enough audience, I can sell like a sponsorship. Like this week's episodes brought to you by hairwax.org. Yeah. You know, and they could pay me X amount of dollars per video they want to sponsor. Okay. I see. I see. Um, fun fact, actually, about that, that I just learned recently, because you were talking about um, dig- digital sales. Uh-huh. The, the, one of the main reasons that The Office actually became successful and popular uh, was the release of the video iPod iPod video. Yeah. Because it was one of the first things that iTunes was selling as a digital download and people just wanted stuff. They wanted videos to, to populate their iPod. So they bought episodes of the office, which like made it spike in ratings, which got it renewed for the second season. And then, you know, so on and so forth. Uh huh. Crazy, right? Totally crazy, man. That darn iPod and internet streaming. Yeah, the, the kids and their streaming and kept, all their st- they kept Michael Scott alive. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, that's kind of tricky for uh, what I'm thinking because I I'm only really seeing one way that I could sell my product, which is a service. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the only way I can actually envision that is a person to person. Like I'm literally marketing myself as somebody who will help other people set up and most efficiently run and organize their business. There's really only one modality to that. I'm pretty sure. I know a thing you could do. uh, I'm going to compare you to a life coach that I worked for quite a bit uh is that she uh, has a service, not a service, a product she sells. uh, She calls it service in a box or business Uh in a box. Yeah. And you sign up for this class that she teaches. You get certified in her program. And she gives you the this content that you can copy and paste into your own branding. And she licenses that out. Okay, so it's like um, it's like a it's like a template. It's a template you can just copy and paste into whatever. 
Really? You add your logo to it. You could put your name on it. You just have to pay the licensing fee. Licensing fee, and there's a few products where you have to say this person created this product, but we're going to use it today in our program that I'm teaching you. Oh, okay, I see. That's uh, interesting. So you can, you can kind of. Uh... Like so, I could have the the white glove service, like the the real premium, which is where me and my team actually come and do the stuff. Right. But then we could also sell like a lower tier thing, that would be you know, hey, if you want to, it's it's like when um, it's gonna be a stupid example, but it's like when you get cocks hooked up at your house, and you can either get a professional install or you can install it yourself. Right. And I always install myself because why would I go wait for a professional install? Because you always um, do it wrong and complain about how slow your internet is. Well, A, my internet is slow. B, um, I also never, I'm that guy who never changes the password on it. So it, <laughs> my password is just like a super long string of random characters and numbers. Okay. It's obnoxious to everyone who visits my house. But anyways, uh, so I could... I could kind of do it that way, like segment it that way. Like I've got my premium service and then my like, I mean, I guess we could call it a basic package. Or basic, uh, a general general service, uh, something like that. Yeah. Okay. But so, just, just uh, enough to, to get someone started. But if they really want to get down and deep as to why nothing's working, that's when they would dish out the more premium prices. Yeah, yeah. Then, then they pay uh, more money to, to uh, get really really successful exactly ostensibly or really really optimized as the case may be optimize maximized strategize ha 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 i guess we already used that one all right so we're going to a new box are you ready ready what's the next one uh it's on the upper left we're going to key partners key partners does that actually mean people it uh Key resources, not key resources. It's key partners on the canvas. Oh, I read it wrong. Guys, I'm wrong. <laughs> what? You're a type... right. You really are kind of scrambled today. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mess. Key resources. Okay. So we're going to talk about key resources right now, okay. which are the building block. Uh, this, is, uh, this building block describes the most important assets required to make a, your business model work. The most important Yes. So do you need physical building things? Do you need intellectual property? Do you need uh, people? Do you need workers? Do you need someone working for you? Okay. Do you need some financial support? So, okay. So what, what are the things in order to like actually have this thing run? Right. Hmm. So I guess for you, that's like, I mean, you need the physical equipment, like the camera stuff, the, the video editing stuff, the, I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I have a very loose understanding of the stuff that you actually use. You need that, well, that chain that you have that has a million rolls of tape on it. Yes, I definitely need that. Mm. The thing I would need most, I think, is crew and uh -huh. story ideas. If I don't have either of those, I can't really complete a video project, let's say. Right. You can't really make a movie. But it mostly comes down to ideas and story ideas and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Second would be uh, being able to pay for it. So. Yeah. But <laughs> usually when general. you have a, when you hire a crew, they kind of bring their own resources, their own gear to kind of help the project happen. And they yeah. mostly do that if you pay them. So if they're, if they're getting paid, they're going to bring out their own gear. So that's, 
I don't really have to well, worry about gear. That's probably why that guy was assuming you had a generator. Probably. Probably. He was like, oh, yeah, he's a professional. He's got a gas generator. <laughs> the thing about with that guy, though, there was a he sent out the schedule. And on the far right of this schedule, in like tiny type, were, were like car mounts and dolly track and something or other. And I, I read it the day of. I didn't see it before. And I was just like, where's the, where was the conversation about who's in charge of getting this? Yeah. And who's paying for it? Or do you just and expect everybody is that to match a reimbursement like, thing? Or, right. or yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've rented gear for productions before, but I always have a conversation beforehand that says, what do we need? What don't we need? I want to do this. What would we need to make that happen? Oh, that's going to be really expensive. Never mind. We'll figure something else out. Yeah. But yeah. Key like, resources, like that, man. That's definitely something that a conversation like that should happen beforehand. So nobody's blindsided and then like forced into buying shit that they don't think they need or they don't think the production needs or they don't want or, you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So key resources. As far as I see it, it would, it's like, it's kind of tough for me to say. I, I think for me that the number one thing would be the team of specialists. You I know what I mean? Nope, because I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think you need to come up with your own program, your own intellectual process, your own, your own process. My, my Kendall Summerhawk in a box. No, not Kendall Summerhawk in a box, but your own uh like uh, just outline your own services that you would provide in your your process of how you uh, oh like the delineated problems. steps of like right. how it actually how it's done right so like um you know evaluating uh you have 12 steps your 12 step program that should be seven steps i don't know how many steps are in your program now that you were writing earlier mine uh it's That's 12 it. but but kind of 13 like kind of 19? Well, okay. So this is the problem with... So I kind of feel like I might have to simplify only because... I can tell you in, right now, you do. Because <laughs> the way I wrote this out was that I've got basically 12 but kind of 13 main areas that would be a focus. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But each of those have some like subheaders uh-huh you see what i mean um because like for instance if we're looking at your general overhead there's not only obviously the stuff that you're paying too much for or uh paying that you don't need but then also uh also inefficiencies in um in your your uh employees and that can be subdivided even further into the people who do not have the tools or don't are not optimally working or not optimally efficient, but then also the people who are actively stealing time and opportunity from what's going on in your business by not working. You know what I mean? So there's kind of a difference between like not malicious intent because that sounds not good, but, right, but right. you see what I mean? So like basically I have – this like we we do a, a holistic scan from top to bottom but that's one that's one rule i guess you could say or that's that's one area of focus you see what i mean so it's like right it's, right no it's, i i'm hearing what you are saying it's it's 12 i think i think maybe you're... 13 but it's also a lot more 
what is that holistic scan that you do? Like, like the actual, like what, what we're looking for. Uh huh. Um, starting obviously in financial, uh, in the finances of it. So like, what is your, like, e- even as simple as what is your output and what's your intake? But that, input. But that process defines what is wrong in each of those 13 quadrants that you've defined. What? The scan, your scan that defines that points out all the problems or do you, is it? No, that's, that's one, that's one area of focus. That's my point. But you do the same thing in all different areas, right? Oh yeah, essentially. So it's basically the same scan on each of those 13 things. But attributed in different ways. Yeah. So your thing that you want to mark down and write down is that scanning process. Mm, For each of those things. No, just one. And you're going to do it 13 times. We can focus on this. We can focus on this, but you, this is how I this is how I attack a problem. Oh, this is how I approach so, so the, the logical kind of the logical like work through. Yeah, basically. Okay, so um, this is my I process. See. This is what I do, and at the end of it, I am able to define these things to help you provide better service, uh, better income retention. I don't really know the business slang, but mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, this is my process, and these are the re- the result is going to be me defining things for you to uh, pinpoint and work out and figure out. I see. So the, like, for instance, in no matter what I'm, uh, I see. So you consolidate it all into one general sort of way. And then I lay out the specific things that I would be looking into. Right. But we have this general, okay. So like, you know, the, the first step in this always is to evaluate whether or not, um, you're you're actually open-minded in your practice mm-hmm. because if if we don't get that first thing out of the way this whole thing is irrelevant because nobody's gonna you, you, you see what i mean and so that's like it's it could be like a bullet point list almost at that point like i've got like number one you know make sure that we're practicing uh uh this transparency and open-mindedness number two like you know whatever and then like how we basically go top to bottom there you go. Because because that's literally how I, I write it. We start with, you know, the CEO or the the executives and we move our way through like from that to literally a scan top to bottom. That's so you're saying do that in a general sort of way and uh-huh. then and then be specific in the actual practice of it. Yeah, I mean, when you get down to business and write down your process and figure out what you're going to be selling and doing. Mhm. Don't, don't, don't uh, say, Hey everybody, you have 13 problems with your business. This is how we're going to approach them uh-huh. in a, in a five paragraph, five page email, <laughs> most likely. Um, I mean, I am notorious for writing really long emails. So I, I'm just thinking people, if someone is going to look for someone that provides your type of service, you don't want to say, Oh, okay. You have a problem with your business. It's going to be all of these 13 things that we're going to fix. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, all right, we're going to do an assessment. We're going to figure out where this is. And it's going to be this one thing we're going to fix first. Okay. And if they like that, they'll come back for round two. I see what they'll you're saying. So don't try, and, don't try and sell it as a whole. As a whole. Uh-huh. Focus on the individual parts and then make it uh, repeatable. Right. Interesting. Okay. I like that. So my, my key resource is actually the, the process. The process that's your it's your mm. process intellectualize that put your brand in that on it. case i need to 
restructure what I've written because it's uh No you don't. You I'm sure what you have is great. Yeah, well I mean I have to like pare it down. Oh no, just start over. You already have you everything already laid out, right? Yeah. You just make a new open up a new Google Doc. Type in that process. Boom. And then okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- but then I have like I can cross reference, but the first one is just for my eyes. Right. The second one can be publicly distributed. Right. Because if you needed to, let's say, hire a team member, mm-hmm. you had to you have to expand your business because I'm optimizing way too much and I can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, you can train your new team member with that original document that you've come up with that has all that detailed stuff. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. And then that makes my process uh, replicable. So not only am I trying to do it in a replicable, god damn it, repeatable, (laughs) let's just say repeatable. Not only am I doing it in a repeatable fashion for the customer of sorts, but I'm also doing a repeatable fashion for myself. Like that's, ah, there's the key. I just, I just, you just led me to a, 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 what is that called? Well, an idea, but like a. Aha moment. An aha moment that I apply the same process that I'm selling to myself. Mm -hmm. And that is how you make it replicable. There you go. Boom. Uh, Did we we fill in that box already? Uh, The key resource? Are we on resources or activities? Uh, No, we were on, we, this, this was talking about key resources. All right. So you've got yours figured out. I got mine figured out. Yeah. You ready for the next box? Yeah, let's do it. That one is key activities. Key activities. The most important things a company must do to make its business model work. And meaning the rest of these boxes. Well, I think this is mostly for like the business side of things. I mean, we've already talked about what we're going to do to keep up with our customer relationships, to connect them with the values that we want to provide to their to the types of customers that we want. Like uh-huh. We've defined channels and those for the ideas to get to the customers, the solutions to get to the customers, but we need to figure out how to, on the back end, make generate those ideas or create the product, let's say. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so let's say I want to sell DVDs. Where uh-huh. am I going to get those printed? Who's going to burn the DVDs? Who's going to package it. them? Who's going to put the labels on them? Wait, this is key activities, not key partners? No, we just went through. No, key partners is next. Man, some of these, the, the words that are specifically used have me, it's, it's like, this is how I know this is a very crucial thing for me to work through. Because some things I definitely didn't think about at all. And then some things I would think fit into different boxes, which leads me to believe that the 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 view I'm kind of taking on this is very like singular, uh-huh. global, right? You, you know what I mean? I'm doing a lot of hand gestures <laughs> for <laughs> to explain what I mean. Okay, so the key activities. So if you're selling DVDs, it's like how they actually get. Uh, do people burn DVDs anymore? Like, you, you know I really I mean? don't know. I honestly don't think they do. Yeah. Um, well, like how you would make DVDs, how you distribute them, um, that, that sort of thing. The production of it, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So that's in terms of like a very physical product. What about something that's not physical? Like, uh, it'd be something along the lines of, let's say, some sort of uh, problem solving that happens. Mm-hmm. So the behind the, I guess the key activity would be your uh, formula that you just discovered you need to do on yourself. Yeah. Okay, so so the actual application of that process, that's the key activity. Right. Like, okay, so... Um, and so like... So it's the activity, but it's also coming up with, uh, right here, it just says coming up with new solutions to individual customer problems. That's, yeah, okay. So so being able to do the key activities, like my, my formula, essentially, uh-huh. um, as I'm trying to like now reconfabulate it, uh, the formula, but then also being able to like actively modify or edit uh, this formula to s- fit specific needs. And uh, I guess index those solutions that you come up with while doing this process over and over again. Right. You because know, manage that because, knowledge. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because part of this, um, part of this system or the, the formula, I'm trying to, should, should I call it a system or a formula? Uh, I don't know. Well, because part of this formula um or or system whatever i'm trying to call it right now is the recognition that uh how we learn anything is by a very like rudimentary process like if a a kid knocks over a glass right he realizes that it falls and he does that a couple times and that actually teaches him about physics obviously not equations and stuff like that but you get this cause and effect relationship so the idea is that you're, like you said, like you're almost creating an internal d- database about the ways that you are most successfully, uh, like for instance, when we're looking at the sales process, how to, how to optimize that, how to be more effective in that. You have to be able to, like you can't have just a simple set formula and say, well, that's the way we've always done things. Right. Because that's, that's business death. Um, like I'm trying to give uh, an example um, uh, like for instance, Blockbuster, you know what I mean? They actively had, a, like, I, for, I forget where, maybe I read this on, uh, well, no, I, well, I guess that is a good, good point. The whole idea of like, oh, we're stuck in our ways and not willing to adapt to the new needs right. of customers is the, right. the death that you're talking about. Right. And so that, and it always cycles back to this, uh, that, that, uh, radical open-mindedness, uh-huh. you know what I mean? In, in all your practices. So you have to be able to, uh, be like, I was, I was referenced the Dalai Lama because when, uh, somebody said like, Oh, well, what if, uh, you get evidence of a Judeo Christian God? And he's like, Oh, well then I guess I'll start practicing Christianity. Like uh-huh. he's not holding on to his beliefs so tightly that he's ignoring truth. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Right. So if he is, he's like, oh yeah, well, if I get evidence, then totally. But right now this is the best that I found. So this is, you know, so basically that idea being able to, um, constantly, uh, what is the audit, audit the system. Sure. And every time you get new data in, so each time you close, for instance, a new sales or, or a new sale in a different manner, in a different territory, you know, it, using using a different uh, strategy, basically, 
uh, or with new tools, for instance, like Salesforce, Asana, blah, blah, blah. Like what, what helped the pipeline make sure that's documented such that you can apply that the next time through and like keep that constant upticking going. I'm making some more, I'm making a lot more, a lot of, a lot of hand gestures, but I think the big takeaway from this box is that yours is going to be a lot of knowledge management and a lot of continuous training and open-mindedness mm-hmm. to yeah. roll with the changes as REO Speedwagon would say. <laughs> Who you saw at the fair. I did. And they were amazing. And mine is uh, more uh, like physical things like hiring a crew. Yeah. Making schedules, setting up production dates, you know, all this other crazy stuff to actually produce the content to deliver to right our customer yeah. segments. You're right. And like actually physically making stuff like, uh, actually filming, actually writing, actually coming out with like stuff. Content, yes, creating that content. content. Yeah. yeah, yeah, content. That's the that's the right term. That's that's interesting that we're kind of seeing a um, word of the day. We're seeing a bifurcation in the way that our ideas for how we're trying to like how, this this um, canvas is kind of displaying like a key differential between both of our. Uh, ideas for our business right you know what i mean like it's it's showing some key differences in the methodology with which we would try and because ultimately at the end of the day like if you you know if you zoom out on a map everything starts to look the same like if but if you get really granular you can tell different buildings and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean or if you look at all different types of people through an x-ray machine they look the same yeah, exactly. But but when you zoom out, you start to... So that's kind of what I think this is helping us do. Because at the end of the day, it's like, well, we want to sell things and make money. Well, yeah, everybody you know, does. That's that's like when you, when you have it so... But when you actually kind of get granular, it, it gets different. So, so yeah, this is, this is interesting. I just, I like that. Definitely. We, For the longest time, I always thought it was about making a movie. If I made a movie, things would happen magically. Yeah. But nowadays, I feel like... It's gotten to the point where everyone can make a movie with their iPhones, with their yeah. S- Samsung nines, or whatever Samsung's up to. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck on a. Oh, my, my phone actually is pretty cracked. I need to get a new one. You get a new one, dude. And it's gotten to the point where it's, it's no longer about just making that movie. It, it should be. It's and the way that even movies now are determined is about you know by following by by people's uh, Instagram accounts, their Twitter followers. Right. People yeah, are casted yeah, yeah. because they have. 500,000 followers. Totally. Uh, talent doesn't seem to really matter anymore. But having this business side kind of brought up to it is kind of adding more weight to uh, a better future, uh, a more successful future. Damn. So so it's, it's essentially like re- recognizing that there's a transition in the, I don't want to say industry, but I guess that's kind of what I mean. And understanding how the business side of that actually like changes how you approach doing, doing what you want to do. Exactly. I mean, when I uh, left film school in 2006, when the first transformers movie was coming out, (laughs) uh, it was make a movie, get into a film festival. Someone will distribute it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there was never this option to just make a movie and upload it to iTunes yourself. Mm hmm. And so I think if I were still trying to do the same thing I was trying to do 12 years ago, I think that'd be silly. Yeah. It happened to 
Tower Records. Did you watch that Tower, Tower Records documentary? No. There's a Tower Records documentary, and it's, it's the same exact thing. The owners of Tower Records were stuck in their ways, and when Napster happened, all their businesses oh. went under, except, yeah. except for the ones in Japan, because they love the American nostalgia. <laughs> well, there's an industry for everything, I guess. So, continuing well, that's, on. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with like the, the way like I used to think that you know, the best way to go career forward is to, and to get the things that I want is to, you know, go to college, get a job, stay there forever. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But I'm starting to realize that that part is adjusting as well. So therefore my ideas of how I need to approach that also need to change. Interesting. Yep. Uh, again, to quote Ariel Speedwagon, <laughs> if you're tired of the same old story, uh, oh, baby, turn some pages. <laughs> and on to I the next a, the next. Segment. Yeah, with, with that, <laughs> I think on to the next one. I'll probably edit that out, but I probably won't. No, you should. <laughs> I think you should keep that. All right. So next uh, building block, I guess we can call it. I guess we call these building blocks. They're all squarish. Yeah, I mean, if if you download the chart, you can see how one thing, like, like I'm starting to get how this is organized. Like, it's specifically organized so these things, like, lead into each other. Uh-huh. And didn't you say the way to do this is to, like, draw arrows from things that you fill in inside the box? I think this is a visual uh, helper, like a, uh, like a, a presentation tool. of some sorts. If you were to pitch this to... Uh, a person, a new business partner, a new investor. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we have these ideas and we want to get them to these customers and this is how we're going to do it. Through these channels and through these relationships we're going to establish. I see. So, oh, it, so it essentially... It's going to cost to make this value thing, this idea that we have, this is what it's going to cost and this is what we're going to do to make that happen and these are the resources we're going to use and these are the people we're going to work with. Hmm. And you can kind of see those ideas are in the middle of it. Yeah. And to the right is how we're going to sell it to the people. And to the left is how we're going to make it. Oh, right. And you can totally. use arrows to kind of connect the um, ideas and like the other, ideas yeah, yeah. are like the, the keystone of this canvas. Totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people listening, definitely go download this. It's, uh, and and even just that this uh like what is obvious and apparent is that this is getting me to tie together things that I've maybe even loosely thought about but didn't know how they relate to each other mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a good thought process for sure so what's the next box next box is cost structure cost structure the cost structure just no idea what that means. all cost incurred to operate the business model Okay. So I think it's just putting numbers to everything. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is where it's like the real nitty gritty, mm-hmm. like where, where we've gone from, um, you know, the, the thoughts and feelings, Chris side <laughs> right. to the, to the hard, uh, hard numbers and charts. Yeah. This, this is the part where if you told your dad, you wanted to make a movie when you grew up, he'd be like, how much is going to cost? <laughs> this is, this is that box. This is the box that your dad would, get mad about yeah speaking of which happy father's day happy father's day everyone to all you angry dads out there who aren't letting anyone making movies 
<laughs> How much is that going to cost? How much is that going to cost? How do you make your money yeah. back? <laughs> um, okay, so cost structure for you, that means the the cost of making movies like not only in terms of the actual filming and uh that sort of thing and like crew and all that but also like the uh the distribution and that sort of thing do you right do you pay for digital distribution uh, you get you pay uh they take a percentage away from each sale so like on itunes it's it's a 70 30 split so itunes will get 30 percent i get 70%. 70%. But they did charge they they do charge a digital digitization fee. A transcoding that's a fee to put fee. it on there. Yeah, it's a one-time fee. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so it's definitely how much money do I have to make something? Uh how much money do I have to market that thing that I made? Right. So, it's kind of Hmm. Well, well, and I would believe that the cost structure, because like you said, like if you were doing this in 2006, the cost structure would look a whole lot different than it does now because the, the, while the digitizing fee is there, it's not the actual, like you don't have to go find a factory where they're making the physical discs anymore. Really? Not anymore. I mean, if I wanted to, I could, but I would probably find a key partner to deal with that part. And also, like, that's you would have to work out kind of how much, like, it would be a delicate balance between how much money you're making off of DVD sales and how much money you're putting into DVD sales. Exactly. Which is why, like, this, that's kind of the, um, th- this is where people find, uh, have you ever read the, the four hour work week? A long time ago. By Tim Ferriss. It took me yeah. three hours. <laughs> how long did you spend trying to write that joke? Uh, two minutes. an effective use of your time then yeah um so this is the part that everyone kind of gets into the moral gray area with uh four-hour work week like they don't know how to feel about it where basically he is talking about outsourcing like a lot of work right like he was talking about in the book how he basically designed a supplement and then the entire like the um, what am I trying to say? The the production of it, or the formulation of it, um, the like label designs and all that kind of stuff was all done out of country. Like the the only part that they did in country was like market and sell it, and that's how you end up with a really short work week, I guess. Well, no, I, I think I don't know. The older I get, the more I realize uh, there's things I want to spend less time doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like sure. I just shot a short film. I don't want to spend 40 hours editing it. Mm-hmm. So I got someone else to edit it. And I'm now able to work on this other project and make some money to produce the next short. Uh, the next short, I have to make a schedule for it to shoot it. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the crew members said, hey, I want to learn how to do scheduling. So I said, hey, make a schedule for the short film. So that saves me <laughs> you know, dunk. a solid work day. I did a photo shoot recently for this. There's this uh, fashion designer guy. He won Phoenix Fashion Week last year or last, mm-hmm. what, the last one a couple months ago, not last year. Uh-huh. And when I was talking to him, he's like, oh, I wish I could just not sew my own clothes. If I could just outsource that to someone to do it at the quality that I would do it so I can spend time designing and spend time making connections and finding shops and stores to sell my product in. I'd rather mm-hmm. spend my time doing that as opposed to 
the hours it takes for me to sell these t-shirts. Yeah. So I, I get the idea of outsourcing work. And if you include that cost into your cost structure, cost structure, that's totally worth it. Hmm. I think it's worth it. So I feel like, and, and this is probably because I'm just not seeing it, but I feel like my cost structure is really ambiguous. Okay. Like, isn't that kind of on a case by case basis? Like what, what actually is like my cost structure would mainly be based around what it would, the, what it would cost to allocate new clients. Right. So you would want to, I guess you need to market yourself for one. Right. You should probably pay for that. But also because I'm, I definitely can't self market. So definitely need to pay for someone to do that. Yeah. You would probably need to figure out some sort of, well, let's just imagine that, uh, uh, you're, I'm your first client Mm -hmm. and how are you going to, how are we going to do this? Where are we going to meet? Oh, right. Are we going to meet at your apartment in Phoenix? Are we going to meet at Hell no. <laughs> that bar down the street uh, with the tiki's? I don't know if there's a tiki bar down the street. I assume there is. It's Phoenix. There is a tiki bar down the street. There's uh, two, actually. <laughs> so oh. you've got that quite accurate. Um, yeah, I guess it would behoove me to get a, a, a home op or not a home office, like a, an office with which to work out of. But if this is a person who already is like, I guess, I guess that's what I mean by it. Like depends on the client, because if it's a client who is starting absolutely from scratch, then yeah, we're probably going to be meeting at like some office of mine. And, and in general, I need to have a central headquarters anyways, probably. But, uh, if this is a client who is already, who's, in business, but now is looking to just optimize, which is kind of where I'd prefer to start anyways. Um, then we would just meet in their workplace. Okay. So we can really cut some costs there, keep my overhead low, which is a lot of what my, uh, my whole mantra is. But I don't know. I think there is something to be said about someone that's feels lost in their element to take them out of it, to make them look at it from an outsider's perspective. Mm. Not only in like a, on paper sense, but also in like a physical, like touchy feely type of way. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's where the principle of reconsolidation comes in. Like, that's why. I mean, I, for other reasons as well. But that's how I justify going to work out on my lunch break. It's it like gets my mind off of the direct like in office space uh-huh. and and gets me in a different space where I can kind of let let my mind free a little bit more. So I, I see what you're saying. Like, so just, just this, those are all things it, it would, it's going to cost me, you know, I'm going to rent a, a boardroom at this nice hotel and we're going to buy lunch for yeah. everybody. Uh-huh. We're, we're going to have a two course meal or a nice little salad, a kale salad with duck. <laughs> uh, I'm going to print out this type of binder uh, after I figure out these problems. This is, you know, this, these are the things that are going to provide per customer, right? Right. So that yeah. would be the things you would want to figure out on your cost structure. Mm, okay. So not only the cost of like allocating and new clients and like marketing, but also the cost of like the things that I will have to deliver to each one. Right. And uh, and let's say at some point you need to find an expert. What is yeah. their cost to provide their their solution to those customer segments? Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. 
Okay. Yeah, so man. So is that, is that, that is that, the business model canvas. That was all the boxes? That's all the boxes, dude. Okay, so we started with, last time we started with customer segments, right? Yeah, yes. Nope, yep, customer segments were number one. Okay, so essentially we worked from right to left, and we went, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like mentally summarize how this works, so that it kind of gives like a, an overview. So like essentially, we went from who we're trying to attract to our business, or who we're trying to sell to, or who our, like, in your case, audience would be, or, or that sort of thing, and we went granular step-by-step step, all the way through to um, how how we actually intend to make money and then how things are actually, like what are outbound, like what our costs are. So it, it goes all the way from the people side of it down into just the money and the resources, essentially. Right. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's like on the right, uh, there's a picture in this book of a brain and, mm-hmm. and it has a line down the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And it says right brain emotion, left brain logic. Yeah. And then right next to it is a chart of this canvas that we have. And it says right canvas is value and left canvas is efficiency. Wait, say that last part again. Right canvas is value. Left canvas is efficiency. Canvas is efficiency. Huh. So I can see how the right side is all. Like, oh, this is what I want to help people with. This is what I want yeah, to provide it's, people. It's, and then the left like, side what, is what is all, your service? Well, the left side is, you know, that annoying dad's like, how are you going to make that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's it's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Exactly. Damn. That's cool. I, I actually like how that procedurally stepped you through. So what was the name of this book? Uh, the Business Model Generation. Sweet. Does it... Does it uh, and and that was just like one one part of it. Like, does it give you like further walkthroughs? So this has like examples of other uh, business models. If you wanted to say, I don't know, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of pictures in it, and everybody seems to have a giant version of this uh, canvas with post its on it that they sit down and they like post it up, and then they do it all over again, and then it goes over like Apple's evolution, mm-hmm. and. There's also like little brainstorming exercises in this book to help you figure out each segment, I suppose. Interesting. I dig it. Uh, you found it on Amazon, right? I did. Sweet. But more importantly, you're just going to photocopy each page and send that to me, right? I'll fax it to you. Fax it to me. Perfect. Apparently, fax is the only secure uh, documentation delivery service via phone line. What? That can't be true. It's true. You send something on an email, it goes to a thousand servers. You send oh, something via fax, it's machine to machine. I get it. This is Charles propaganda you're talking about. Yeah, I guess that's how they're... Like, that, that's the only thing uh, medical facilities use are faxes. Because it's... Because oh it's, it meets HIPAA requirements. Like That way you're not sharing anyone's information. Sure. Basically. All right. I have one last question for you, Atish. What's that? Did you crush your coworker? <laughs> um, sort of, not really. Did, like, you, did you get loud? I did get loud. Um, 
I, I can enumerate on that, but basically, yeah, like it's, it, it's in a way, it, so in a way I crush my coworker, but not in an overt way. It's more like the difference between our work is now speaking for itself. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, that's been kind of rewarding. Like it was a super frustrating process for a while, but, um, but, uh, like it's, it's just, I didn't want to be overt with it. You know what I mean? Because that like looks kind of shitty mm-hmm. and, and I'm trying to like look like I'm a team player and all that kind of stuff. But it's like the volume and like the, the difference in our work is starting to speak and, and it's, um, it became really apparent to me that that's becoming very apparent to my boss. So that's good. All right. You sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> all right, man. Part of playing the game. You got to say things out loud. I know. And, I, and I'm struggling to do that more and more, but I'm trying to get there. Awesome. So with that said, do you think you'll have this business model done? Did you have your business model all figured out? Uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely helps, uh, but uh, now I just want to, like, I want to fill in the rest of these boxes and then take all of that and do it transmute. again. Well, so should I then do the, the boxes again, or should I try and transmute it to like a different format, like just a written format? Well, everything I've read about this business model canvas is that everyone says, whatever you think you have on there the first time is not going to be your final canvas. <laughs> yeah, this I can see that. It's something you need to work through over and over again. So it's okay. Oh, okay. Kinda, this can be like a fluid thing that's always changing and mm-hmm. as it should be, as opposed, you know, as soon as you define your customers more clearly yeah. or add a new client. Uh, type of client that you want to add to your, you know, your service you want to provide. It's, right. It's, because I mean, that could essentially, as that changes, that could change a whole lot of other stuff like my, uh, the values and, uh, and the, the channels and stuff like that could all change based on who I'm doing it for. Exactly. I see. Yeah. So, so basically just kind of keep, keep up on it. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is definitely helping me, I've never thought about the business side of making a movie. Right. And so I feel like this is now that I'm trying to actually put my own movie out there, try and sell it. I think this is going to help me figure that out a little bit better. Totally. Yeah, exactly. It's for, for me, it's like, I understand in the general sense what I want to do, but not the pragmatic, like, okay, go do it. Uh huh. So I'm, I'm definitely going to try and use this to, get the get kind of delineate it more into actionable steps as sort of instead of just like a mercurial here's kind of what i want to do in a a vague sort of sense exactly thank you for listening to creativize strategize and synergize if you're listening to us on apple podcasts please subscribe share and leave a rating we'd really appreciate it you can find chris on social media using the handle at elephant scout you can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.